0: welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory if you will to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the land where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. I also acknowledge the Naitahu people from Ōtōtahi, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Today I'm chatting to Jackson Malhopt. Jackson is Head Chef at Christchurch's Tussock Hills, Salador, and Winery. And this year he was a regional finalist in the San Pellegrino Young Chef Academy competition. The competition is a global annual event to support young chefs and their personal vision for the world of food, demonstrating how food can have a positive impact on society at large. Ten chefs under 30 each cooked one dish for the Pacific region competition. Jackson's dish, the Southern Kiwi Deer and its surroundings, was also awarded the Aquapana Award for Connection and Gastronomy, and clearly impressed the judges by his use of wapiti deer, a South Island animal commonly thought of as a pest, highlighting issues of food waste and sustainability. I was excited to talk to Jackson, Obviously, because he's from Christchurch, but also because he's had an unbelievable trajectory as a chef. He's worked at Roots in Littleton, Amersfield in Queenstown, he did a short stint at Raleigh in Copenhagen, and he's now head chef at Tussock Hill. And he's 23 years old. I loved chatting to Jackson. He had some beautiful things to say about stewardship of the land, sustainability, and how important community is to him as a chef. Hi Jackson, it's Joe here from Conversation with the Chef. How are you? Very well, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, how's your day? Today's <laughs> going well. Yeah. Um, did, a, did a little um, pop-up on Saturday night, so we've
1: just been moving the barbecue back to its original place and doing, yep. doing some jobs on, on the day off, but it's, it's a nice warm
0: day here in Christchurch and... Is it really? So um, I'm. I've been so excited to talk to you because I'm from Christchurch. Um, I'm in Melbourne, obviously, at the moment. But oh, well, at the moment. Yeah. I live in Melbourne. <laughs> um, yeah. And and Tussock Hill sounds amazing. Ah, uh, it's
1: it's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Um, we opened uh, almost
0: this time last year. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's just been incredible the support that we've
1: had from uh, from Christchurch and and people just just loving coming up to. Me seeing us and yeah it's,
0: it's awesome. Well I think also having a winery just 15 minutes from the city is pretty incredible I mean there's so many great wineries in Canterbury but um they're a bit of a drive away that that's such a um that's a great draw card but then also it sounds like the food you're doing and the wines they sound really impressive I'm going to be there in a couple of weeks in Christchurch and I'm pretty keen to come and check it out. <laughs> oh pretty do yeah
1: pretty do. No I think it's um it's actually a cool thing for the city to have both options. People that want to go up to North Canterbury and um, make a day of it are still doing that. Yeah. Um, but we're just sort of a, another option um, for people who can't travel as far
0: out of the city. It's under sort of 15 minutes from the city centre. So, yeah. um, so, so yeah, it's just about having
1: I think more options in, the, in Christchurch, which is yeah. hopefully good, good for everyone.
0: And, and congratulations for your award in the San Pellegrino Young Chef Competition. That's I've just been reading all about it, and it's incredible. So congratulations! Thank you very much. Yeah,
1: uh, it was um, it was a pretty spectacular experience to to be a part of that, and um, yeah, working with um, Ryan, who was my mentor for the day. He, um, he he's been sort of every.
0: Second weekend
1: of the crasher. She's from Queenstown, so yeah. it was great to have that
0: support from home. But then just to be able to meet all the all the judges, um, fellas, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm sort of interested. I did speak to um Jose Lorenzo um when he got when he won, and um, so that was a, maybe a couple of years ago now. Um, and it is quite a process, isn't it? So, just like from the start, what, how do you go with? Getting prepared, and, and where does it all start for you when you decide to to enter this competition?
1: Um, yeah, I've, I've sort of wanted to enter the competition for years um, since I started cooking, really, and uh, it, it just seems to be a pretty great way to be able to um, sort of develop as a chef and, and learn um, being part of this competition. So when I created the dish, I kind of wanted to create a dish that, that, that both New Zealand um, and and sort of my personal ethos was using um, wild ingredients and um, local New Zealand ingredients as well.
0: Yeah, so you are a forager and a hunter as well, is that right? Uh, yeah, definitely a
1: forager. I do bit of hunting when I get the time and, and opportunity. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it may, that was made possibly easier. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say possibly that was easier when you were in Queenstown, but I suppose there are plenty of places in Canterbury to go as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I think I did a little bit more on Queenstown, so yeah, struggling to find the time these days, but um, well, yeah, of course, I still love the outdoors and, and getting out when I can.
0: Yeah. So, what's the lead into the competition? Like, how many months out do you have to prepare?
1: Um, I think we had a couple of months. Um, since uh, when from when I um when I got accepted into the competition, so so from there it was all all just sort of um practicing the dish, refining the dish. Um, making sure that we could actually get the, the product over to Australia, which was the, the big one, um, using wild shot New Zealand ingredients. So I was kind of on the fence as to whether it would be allowed in or not. But um, once we got through the border, that was <laughs> that was a bit of a relief. Sure.
0: Yeah. So it's the southern Kiwi deer and its surroundings. So that's the wapiti deer, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that's right. It came from um, Fiordland
1: National Park. Um, they' has being considered a pest. For, um, quite a while now and so there's a bit of a movement going on to, to sort of change the conversation around mm-hmm. that um, and and sort of have it recognized as a really valuable food source mm. um, which I'm um, deeply sort of um, supportive of um, so it's
0: also, it's also a really delicious, really delicious product yeah so how did you cook that what what else was on the plate
1: um, so I just sort of Lightly scared that off From the barbecue And then um, Wrapped it in some Blanched kawakawa Which is um, a, a, a native New Zealand herb it just, It's like an evergreen tree um, In New Zealand that has a sort of effect On the tug um, And so Once it had been, been Wrapped It sort of just adds This lovely Kind of fresh herbaceous um, Flavour to the dish And it was also Served with hot Which is another uh, Ingredient um, Creme um, And so it all Kind of tied together quite
0: nicely with some um, pico-pico as well on the plate. Mm. And uh, I think it's interesting because you've already, I mean you won an award for being an emerging chef as well, I don't know, was that last year or the year before? Um. and yeah, right. So I wonder, for you is that important, are, are competitions and awards important for your identity as a chef? Um, the competition part anyway for me it was about a learning experience and yeah. kind of seeing how I can to uh, people that are um, same similar age and experience. Um, the more of these sort of competitions
1: I can do and put myself out there I think it's only going to make you a better chef at the end of the day right so yeah um that's how I, I see it anyway in terms of the award it's not um it's not something that I'm necessarily like striving for but I think it's um it's always nice to to kind of help validate that you, you know that you're on the right path,
0: at least. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. I, and I think, too, when I was, from what I was reading about the San Pellegrino competition, it's all about community as well, isn't it? And they have... Um, like the, uh, the a community of chefs and the academy, and then there's an alumni once you get over a, a certain age and you're not um, under 30 anymore, but they still you're still included in that community. And I really like, I like the idea in hospitality that there might perhaps be a community of people helping each other rather than, um, you know, well, competing with each other, but competing with each other help, healthfully, perhaps. Yeah, that's
1: right. It sort of helps um, build community, as you said, and... Um, get to always be able to like stay in touch with those guys that you have kind of coached with in the past, and um, yeah, you never know where those kind of connections can can lead you in the future. So no, it's a, it's a
0: really
1: great competition to be a part of. Yeah, I, I look forward to trying to trying to compete again in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Hopefully. And um, <laughs> and I'm speaking to I'm speaking to Robin later in the day, so he'll be off to Milan next year. That's pretty um, it's an amazing achievement as well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, his fish was incredible. Like he, he fully deserved that. Um, what he got with that competition. So yeah, he was a, he was a great chef. Actually, all I could get it as well. On the day I was, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was honoured to be a part of that competition. Because was some pretty,
0: pretty exceptional talent there. Yeah, that was and amazing and so great that people are striving and and having some really clever ideas about sustainability and all of those things as well. And um, and positive impact food I think is important in this day and age. Um I don't I mean I don't want to uh focus on your age but you are really young to be a head chef and to have had so much um there's quite a lot written about you um you know I was reading the broadsheet article and cuisine and so on so Jackson are you 22 or 23 now? Uh, 23. Yeah,
1: 23.
0: Amazing. So I feel like your trajectory um has been a steep one, like you've really just gone all out and done exceptionally well and you're very well regarded in New Zealand and now internationally, but where did it all start for you? Did you, have you always been drawn to food and cooking?
1: Thank you, yeah, um, no, I've always, I've always loved being in the kitchen, Um, uh, it it always just kind of came naturally to me, I was um, quite dyslexic growing up and and, um, wasn't necessarily too good in the books, but but cooking always felt quite organic and natural. And so Mm -hmm. I've definitely um, gravitated towards being in kitchens and um, learning about where food comes from and gardening at home and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, it's something that I love doing when I'm at work and when I'm at home and talking about it with friends and um, just constantly kind of immersing myself in the (coughs) world of food and cooking. And I I just don't think I can get enough of it. So, yeah, I love it.
0: It's amazing. So... I I mean, I see you've already worked at um, Roots and um, Amersfield in Queenstown and you've been to Copenhagen. I I don't know how you've fitted all that in and how you've been at Tussock Hill for this year. Um, So when did you do, did you do your apprenticeship in Christchurch? Yeah, so um, I left school um, before I finished my last
1: year and went into cooking school, Um, completed a year of that and then sort of... Um, over that summer summer break between the the first year cooking and the second year cooking, I um, staged at at Roots, yeah, um, which was Roots in Littleton um, at the time, yeah. Um, and and just learned an incredible amount. They were uh, three hats at the time and one of the best. <coughs> <coughs> so it was great to be able to have that experience from such a young age, learning the um, those core cool techniques um, at a at a really high standard, mm. um, and I fell in love with that so. So I didn't go back for my 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 uh, my second year of cooking school. I um uh, I just got a got a job at Roots, which was which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um and spent spent a bunch of time there, um, learning from from all the guys um at, at Roots.
0: They're amazing there as well because I know they've been really instrumental in some of the big um, conversations that are happening in New Zealand around food and. Um and as I said before, sustainability and so on. So that I don't know if that's still happening now, but that, is it called Eat New Zealand now? Or is it Conversations still? I don't know. But I remember reading about that and all the the panel discussions they were having and I really loved the sound of it. Yeah, Eat New Zealand. Yeah,
1: they're, they're an awesome um, organisation. I'm part of the project. Which um, is, the whole thing is just to sort of have the conversation around um, New Zealand food and where, where we're going with it and um, sort of how we can all come together to to create a bit of a um, strategy for for how our food is produced in this country. And so it's a collection of chefs and bakers and hunters and farmers and fishermen and everything. So it's a really cool organisation to be a part of because we get to have those chats with people that um, are part of the same conversation, the same industry, but, but doing things differently.
0: Yeah. And so from Roots, was that when you went to Queenstown?
1: I uh, travelled overseas for oh, okay. three months um, after Brooks and then came back to the country and worked in a few jobs and then um, headed down to Queenstown to work under Bourne um, and, and spent a bit of time down there and that was great, um, just learnt so much, he, uh, yeah, he, his food food strategy is just so cool, using um, lots of wild ingredients and New own ingredients and um, it's really put the country in the map, so, so learning from him and his team mm. um, was so valuable.
0: Yeah. Mm. and then um and there's the restaurant i'm not quite sure how you say it in Copenhagen is it relay or yeah
1: yeah there was just a um a small stunt over there yeah. while, I was, while I was traveling um doing a, a small uh small internship or small um yeah it, 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 it was just really great to be over there because I got to see they had this massive farm which all their produce came from. Right. Nice. Um, and so they had Relay which was their sort of flagship restaurant and then they had um, you know, more casual sort of dining space. And so being able to work on the farm for a little bit and then um, work in the restaurant, it was really cool to, to sort of see that. That full circle connection of um, where all their produce came from, and I just remember when I was working over there, um, it was peak of summer, and so sort the of glasshouse was just full of so many different varieties of plants. And then, because they had such abundance, they you know throughout their degustation station menu at, um, at Relay, we had three courses with tomatoes on it, and so it was cool to kind of see that that concept switch of, you know, never being able to repeat an ingredient on a degustation menu, to all of a sudden just highlighting it throughout the menu. Um, yeah, I think it sort of changed how I thought about ingredients a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? I think it is interesting to have things turned on their head for us, ideas that we might have inherited or, um, you know, and rightfully so about not repeating ingredients, but good to see that yeah, people are playing with the rules a bit more.
1: Yeah. Exactly
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, taking on the role of head chef is a lot more to just being really good at cooking, isn't it? There's a lot of leadership things involved with that, and obviously the money side of um, producing a menu. Um, how, how have you gone with that?
1: Um, it's it's a constant learning experience. Um, we're, we're always growing, and I've made plenty of mistakes. Um, but I'm I'm really fortunate that the owners of Tussock Hill are super supportive, and um, they're also incredibly hardworking themselves. So it, it doesn't um, they they allow me to, to make mistakes and um, and learn from them and grow from them. So I've been really fortunate to be able to be put in the position that I had um, this this early on, I suppose. But, but yeah, they're, they're incredibly supportive of, um, of me and what we're trying to do. at at Tasukil with the food and um, and everything like that so yeah there's definitely mistakes along the way but uh, it's about learning from them I think and um, just trying every day to to put out the best food that we can um, Mm. matching it with their incredible wines as well Um, but also like we're backed up with a pretty talented team there's um, sort of three three of us in the kitchen um, plus a couple of extras that we sort of call in when we need to but everyone turns up early in the morning and get stuck into it and um, we'll leave together and have staff meals together and um, there's a really good culture there and we've all we've all been there since the beginning now and no one's no one's really left so yeah um, I think that's kind of a testament to to the culture that we're trying to um, develop up there
0: yeah it sounds great <laughs> um, and it sounds as if my next question was about around well-being but that you've kind of answered that as well because I don't think it's it's a stressful job you've got um, you no, you've got consistency to achieve. You've got uh, deadlines to meet, and it's hot, and there's sharp knives. You know, but so my question was going to be, how do you manage that sort of level of um, stress and during service, and and the well-being of yourself and your staff? Um, yeah, it's, it's a good
1: question. I think um, it, it comes back to balance right like we don't we don't open for dinner so we're just we're just lunch. so yeah um we'll work as hard as we can um until sort of six o'clock in the afternoon and then we'll clock off and um we'll go out into the garden and we'll go for a forage and have a beer and all we'll hang out and it kind of just helps kind of get rid of any of the stresses that you might have had through the day but um yeah again it comes back to the sort of supportive culture that we've got there around um Everyone just being able to have conversations with each other around um, how their is going or anything that might be bothering them or for of that they need time off. That's sort of, um, that's, all, that's all kind of part of it. And we all try and look out for each other. And, yeah, it's, just a, it's a good culture, I think, to have in a kitchen.
0: I love that. Uh, just a final question, um, Jackson. You've had some big experiences in a short space of time, but what would your advice be to people thinking about becoming a chef?
1: Uh, do it <laughs> it's, uh, it's I think yeah lots of any, any chef will tell you that it's a, it's a pretty hard job to have and it is um, stressful and it does um, require a lot of your of your life if you want to do it but it's a um, commitment to the craft I think uh, if you want to become a chef then get out there and go and work for someone really good and spend a few years doing it because um, that's how you'll learn you'll learn, the, you'll learn the standards you'll learn the techniques um, and you'll probably have a really good time doing it. So, yeah, just, just go for it and commit to it and hopefully don't look back. <laughs> It'll, yeah, it's the sort of job that'll take you um, any way you want it to and you can kind of make the industry what, what you want it to be, really. Like, there's so many different opportunities that you can get out of this industry and out of cooking. Um, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. <laughs>
0: fantastic thank you and thanks thanks so much for your time and congratulations again um thank you very much Jeff. i'll i'll come by and say hello when i'm in christchurch <laughs> please do
1: look forward to meeting
0: you <laughs> all right have a great day yes, you too. Bye. Bye. thank you so much for listening to this episode of conversation with a chef with jackson Malhopt from tussock hill winery in Salador. Tussock Hill is a beautiful Instagram account featuring Jackson's food, stunning scenery, cute dogs, and lovely bottles of wine. It's at Tussock Hill, all one word, so at T-U-S-S-O-C-K-H-I-L-L. I'm also on Instagram at Conversation with a Chef, and if you want to read the chat, you can head to www.conversationwithachef.com. I would love it if you told a friend about my chats, and of course, you can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening and have a great day.